The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. Hey, a happy Friday to you. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Friday, February 17th, 2023. Friday of the sixth week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's a liturgical year A, cycle one. Friday is a day to pray the sorrowful mysteries of the rosary. And today is the optional memorial of the seven founders of the Servite Order. In 1240, seven noblemen of Florence mutually decided to withdraw from the city to a solitary place for prayer and direct service of God. They aimed to lead a life of penance and prayer, but they soon found themselves disturbed by constant visitors from Florence. They withdrew to the deserted slopes of Monte Scenario. They adopted a religious habit similar to the Dominican habit, choosing to live under the rule of St. Augustine and adopting the name the Servants of Mary. Members came to the United States from Austria in 1852 and settled in New York, Later in Philadelphia, community members combined monastic life and active ministry. Seven founders of the Order of Servites pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. Into thy hands, O God, we commend ourselves this day and all those who are dear to us. Let the gift of thy wonderful presence be with us even to the end of the day. Grant that we never lose sight of Thee all the day long, but rather praise and beseech Thee that our thanks may come to Thee again at its close. Amen. And we join Pope Francis in praying that parishes placing communion at the center may increasingly become communities of faith, fraternity, and welcome toward those most in need. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's 10 Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you're here, that you see me, and that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Garden Angel, intercede for me. When I ran my first Ironman race, which is a very long triathlon. My dad came over to cheer me on, but also to coach me, because he had already done four Ironmans himself, so he had quite a bit of experience. And he gave me a very good piece of advice. He told me, look, during the bike leg, of the race, which is the second part of the race, and the longest part, because it's a 112-mile long uh, leg, he told me the best thing you can do is prepare a good sandwich. Like, forget about the gels and all these special, like, athlete food. Prepare yourself a good sandwich, something you're going to be looking forward to. Because as you're running this race, and it's quite a long race, it took me 11 hours to complete the whole race, you're eating this gels and uh, very kind of 
fast energy foods, but they're pretty disgusting. And you're tired. It's a long race. You kind of want it to be over. And when you get to the halfway point, you still have five, six hours to go. So my dad told me, you need something that you'll look forward to. So you can kind of divide the race into them, have something very clear that is calling you. And at the midpoint of the bike race, you can actually leave stuff there. You have like a place where you can leave your bags or something. So I left a good sandwich and it changed everything. Because every mile, as I was getting tough, you were getting tired, I could think of that. It's like, you know what? And 20, 30 miles from now, I have a good sandwich waiting for me. And it was perfect because when I got there, I stopped, got off the bike, sat down two minutes, not much more than that, ate my sandwich, enjoyed it, and then got back on the bike and kept racing. And it felt like starting a new race. So a super long race was divided and that something that was pulling me made it so much easier than the second half. Obviously, I was looking forward to the goal, right, to the finish line, which also made it very easy. But reading today's gospel, I think this is a little bit what my dad did for me, right? This piece of advice that he gave me. Jesus was doing the same thing with the apostles in a way, without them knowing this. Jesus is showing himself to his apostles in his transfiguration. He takes with him Peter, James, and John leads him up a high mountain, and there he was transfigured before them. And the gospel tells us his clothes became dazzling white, such as no fuller on earth could bleach them. And with Jesus appear Elijah and Moses. And it must have been such an incredible scene to see Jesus transfigured, that Peter, not knowing what he was saying, says, Rabbi, it is good that we are here. Let us make three tents. One for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah, and let us just stay here. It was a little bit of a foretaste of heaven, seeing God. But then the transfiguration is over. The scene ends. The disciples no longer could see anyone, and they just go back the mountain. And Jesus tells them, hey, don't say anything to anyone. This is for you guys. And then he tells them there is going to be much contradiction coming ahead predicting his passion and death. And probably Jesus was trying to give them something to look forward to when things got rough, because he knew things were going to get really rough when they crucified him, when they were left alone, or at least they felt they were left alone. There were so many people persecuting them and so many difficulties. Maybe in the back of their minds they would have this transfiguration and the way they have seen Jesus Christ, and that is reserved for us. If we stay faithful and we keep fighting and we give our lives for the church, as they all did, they will be able to see God once again in his glory. Not just for a few seconds, but for all eternity. And even though we don't have any thing to tell us that later on they actually look back into the scene, besides the fact that they wrote it down, which probably was enough for us to realize that they were actually thinking of that, now seeing things with perspective, maybe this image of Jesus Christ transfigured, kept him going. And obviously, we need to look for things that will help us keep going in our own spiritual life, in our own struggles, because there will be difficult moments. 
There will be moments of persecution. There will be moments of pain and suffering, and we're going to lose uh, people that we love, and it's going to be hard sometimes to stay strong in our faith. But hopefully we have things that we can look back to, moments of joy, moments of great clarity, moments in which our faith was very present for us. So that when the difficult times come, we can go back to those memories and say, hey, remember how close we were to Jesus Christ in those moments. Remember how beautiful it was to live our faith, to go to Mass, to learn about Jesus Christ, how happy we were that we shared this faith with so many good people, because that is going to help us keep going. Of course, then we have the finish line, right? Which is the big goal that helps us keep moving eternal life in heaven with God. But Jesus also promised us not only eternal life, but also a hundredfold here on earth. And when we experience those hundredfold, when we experience those beautiful moments that our faith gives us, which are many, let's treasure them. Let's keep them very much the center of our hearts so that we can go back to them when there are moments of doubt, when things get rough, so that it can keep us going. Like that sandwich kept me going in my race. And I'm grateful that I listened to my dad, as we always should do. Parents, many times, most of the time, are right. He was right in that opportunity. What keeps you going? What memories, what feelings have helped you in your life? Each one of us has different experiences. You have to talk to Jesus about this. You have to put those memories, those thoughts, those feelings at the center of your heart. And again, we don't do things for feeling. That's not what moves us, but it helps, obviously. And we feel good when we feel happy. And we feel fulfilled by Jesus Christ, by our faith, by the love of God that we have. That obviously is going to keep us going, and that helps a lot. So let's treasure those moments. Let's realize that is how happy we feel here on earth. Just imagine how happy you will be when you get to eternal life in heaven with God. That is when we will be able to make those tents and stay with Jesus forever. Lord, help us. Help us to keep going no matter what, no matter how hard things can be, no matter how rough the road can get, we can always go back to that certainty that comes from our faith and belief in you who have revealed this to us. It's worth it. And those difficulties, those rough moments will pass and Jesus will come back and he will fill us with his grace here on earth, but then forever in heaven. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations that you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help to put them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Garden Angel, intercede for me. There's more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. It's 14 minutes past the hour on Daybreak. It's Friday of the sixth week in Ordinary Time. I'm Paul Sadek, and this is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. We begin this day of prayer with the whole church as we're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips, and, and my, my mouth, mouth will proclaim your praise. Come, let us praise the Lord. In whom is all our delight? Come, let us praise the Lord. In whom is all our delight? 
Come, let us sing to the Lord, and shout with joy to the rock who saves us. Let us approach him with praise and thanksgiving, and sing joyful songs to the Lord. Come, let us praise the Lord, in whom is all our delight. The Lord is God, the mighty God, the great King over all the gods. He holds in his hands the depths of the earth, and the highest mountains as well. He made the sea, it belongs to him, the dry land too, for it was formed by his hands. Come, let us praise the Lord, in whom is all our delight. Come then, let us bow down and worship, bending the knee before the Lord our Maker. For he is our God, and we are his people, the flock he shepherds. Come, let us praise the Lord, in whom is all our delight. Today listen to the voice of the Lord. Do not grow stubborn as your fathers did in the wilderness. When at Meribah and Massah they challenged me and provoked me, although they had seen all of my works. Come, let us praise the Lord, in whom is all our delight. Forty years I endured that generation, I said, they are a people whose hearts go astray, and they do not know my ways. So I swore in my anger, they shall not enter into my rest. Come, let us praise the Lord, in whom is all our delight. Glory to the Father and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us praise the Lord, in whom is all our delight.
punish me. Lord, Lord, in in your your anger, anger, do do not punish me. O Lord, do not rebuke me in your anger. Do not punish me, Lord, in your rage. Your arrows have sunk deep in me. Your hand has come down upon me. Through your anger, all my body is sick. Through my sin, there is no health in my limbs. My guilt towers higher than my head. It is a weight too heavy to bear. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, now, and and will will be be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Lord, Lord, in in your your anger, anger, do do not punish me. Lord, you know all my longings. Lord, you know all my longings. My wounds are foul and festering, the result of my own folly. I am bowed, and brought to my knees. I go mourning all the day long. All my frame burns with fever. All my body is sick, spent, and utterly crushed. I cry aloud in anguish of heart. Oh, Lord, you know all my longing. My groans are not hidden from you. My heart throbs. My strength is spent. The very light is gone from my eyes. My friends avoid me like a leper. Those closest to me stand afar off. Those who plod against my life lay snares. Those who seek my ruin speak of harm, planning treachery all the day long. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Lord, You know all my longings. I confess my guilt to you, Lord. Do not abandon me, for you are my Savior. I confess confess my guilt to you, Lord. Do not abandon me, for you are my Savior. But I am like the deaf who cannot hear, like the dumb unable to speak. I am like a man who hears nothing, in whose mouth is no defense. I count on you, O Lord. It is you, Lord God, who will answer. 
I pray, do not let them mock me, those who triumph, if my foot should slip. For I am on the point of falling, and my pain is always before me. I confess that I am guilty, and my sin fills me with dismay. My wanton enemies are numberless, and my lying foes are many. They repay me evil for good, and attack me for seeking what is right. O Lord, do not forsake me. My God, do not stay afar off. Make haste and come to my help. O Lord, my God, my Savior. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As As it it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Do not abandon us, Lord, our God. You did not forget the broken body of your Christ, nor the mockery his love received. We, your children, are weighed down with sin. Give us the fullness of your mercy. I I confess my guilt to you, Lord. Do not abandon me, for you are my Savior. My eyes keep watch for your saving help, awaiting the word that will justify me. From the book of Proverbs. The sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination to the Lord. But the prayer of the upright is his delight. The way of the wicked is an abomination to the Lord, but he loves the man who pursues virtue. Better a little with fear of the Lord than a great fortune with anxiety. Better a dish of herbs where love is than a fatted ox and hatred with it. The Lord overturns the house of the proud, but he preserves intact the widow's landmark. The wicked man's schemes are an abomination to the Lord, but the pure speak what is pleasing to him. The Lord is far from the wicked, but the prayer of the just he hears. The fear of the Lord is training for wisdom, and humility goes before honors. Man may make plans in his heart, but what the tongue utters is from the Lord. All the ways of a man may be pure in his own eyes, but it is the Lord who proves the spirit. Entrust your works to the Lord, and your plans will succeed. The Lord has made everything for his own ends, even the wicked for the evil day. Every proud man is an abomination to the Lord, and I assure you that he will not go unpunished. By kindness and piety, guilt is expiated, and by the fear of the Lord, man avoids evil. When the Lord is pleased with a man's ways, he makes even his enemies be at peace with him. Better a little with virtue than a large income with injustice. In his mind a man plans his course, but the Lord directs his steps. He who mocks the poor blasphemes his maker. He who is glad at calamity will not go unpunished. The Word of the Lord. Never forget the Lord, who led you out of Egypt. You You shall shall fear fear the Lord your God, and you shall serve him alone. The fear of the Lord is a training in wisdom, and humility is the path to honors. You shall shall fear fear the Lord your God, and you shall serve him alone. From the Tractates on the First Letter of John by St. Augustine Bishop We have been promised that we shall be like him for we shall see him as he is. By these words, the tongue has done its best 
Now we must apply the meditation of the heart. Although they are the words of St. John, what are they in comparison with the divine reality? And how can we so greatly inferior to John in merit at anything of our own? Yet we have received, as John has told us, an anointing by the Holy One, which teaches us inwardly more than our tongue can speak. Let us turn to this source of knowledge, and because at present you cannot see, make it your business to desire the divine vision. The entire life of a good Christian is in fact an exercise of holy desire. You do not yet see what you long for, but the very act of desiring prepares you so that when he comes, you may see and be utterly satisfied. Suppose you are going to fill some holder or container, and you know you will be given a large amount. Then you set about stretching your sack or wineskin or whatever it is. Why? Because you know the quantity you will have to put in it, and your eyes tell you there is not enough room. By stretching it, therefore, you increase the capacity of the sack. And this is how God deals with us. Simply by making us wait, He increases our desire, which in turn enlarges the capacity of our soul, making it able to receive what is to be given to us. So, my brethren, let us continue to desire, for we shall be filled. Take note of St. Paul stretching, as it were, his ability to receive what is to come. Not that I have already obtained this, he said, or am made perfect. Brethren, I do not consider that I have already obtained it. We might ask him, if you've not already obtained it, what are you doing in this life? This one thing I do, answers Paul, forgetting what lies behind and stretching forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the prize to which I am called in the life above. Not only did Paul say he stretched forward, he also declared that he pressed on toward a chosen goal. He realized, in fact, that he was still short of receiving what no eye has seen, no ear heard, nor the heart of man conceived. Such is our Christian life. By desiring heaven, we exercise the powers of our soul. Now this exercise will be effective only to the extent that we free ourselves from desires leading to infatuation with this world. Let me return to the example I've already used of filling an empty container. God means to fill each of you with what is good, so cast out what is bad. If he wishes to fill you with honey and you are full of sour wine, where is the honey to go? The vessel must be emptied of its contents and then cleansed. Yes, it must be cleansed, even if you have to work hard and scour it. It must be made fit for the new thing, whatever it may be. We may go on speaking figuratively of honey, gold, or wine, but whatever we say, we cannot express the reality we are to receive. The name of that reality is God. But who will claim that in that one syllable we utter the full expanse of our heart's desire? Therefore, whatever we say is necessarily less than the full truth. We must extend ourselves toward the measure of Christ so that when he comes, he may fill us with his presence. Then we shall be like him, 
for we shall see him as he is. Take delight in the Lord, and he will give your heart's desire. Commit your life to the Lord and trust in him, and he will give you your heart's desire. Let us pray. O God, who teach us that you abide in hearts that are just and true, grant that we may be so fashioned by your grace as to become a dwelling place pleasing to you. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Twenty-four minutes before the hour, today's gospel is coming up in just a few minutes, along with In Conversation with God and Morning Prayer on Daybreak, on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Friday, February 17th, 2023. I'm Paul Sadek, and this is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. The cross was well known as an instrument of torture and execution. So when Jesus told his followers that they had to take up theirs in order to follow him, it was a bit shocking. Today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, is from the 8th chapter of the Gospel of Mark. Jesus called to him the multitude with his disciples. If any man would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake and the Gospels will save it. For what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his life? For what can a man give in return for his life? Whoever is ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him will the Son of Man also be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. Truly, I say to you, there are some standing here who will not taste death before they see that the kingdom of God has come with power. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, daily and Sunday mass readings around the relevant radio app. Well, the old joke about humility is that once you know that you have it, you don't have it anymore. Possibly true but it's still something that we need to strive for. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 3, Ordinary Time. If we want to build up our Christian life, we must have a great desire of developing in ourselves the virtue of humility pleading with our Lord for it and facing up to our subterfuges and failings in this area while trying by our actions to root out self-love. Humility produces countless fruits and is linked with all the other virtues. It is associated in a special way with cheerfulness, fortitude, chastity, sincerity, simplicity, affability, and magnanimity. A humble person has a special gift for friendship and because of this for being apostolic. Without humility, there is no chance of living a life full of charity, the theological virtue prerequisite for being an apostle and a friend. To become more humble, 
We have to be ready to accept the humiliation of finding victory elusive in our struggle to conquer our defects and of being reminded of our weaknesses day by day. Often when we examine our conscience, especially on those occasions when we can do it more thoroughly, we can ask questions like these. Have I managed to offer our Lord an expiation in the very sorrow I feel for having offended Him so many times? Have I offered Him the shame of all my inner embarrassment and humiliation at seeing how little progress I make along the path of virtue? Then there are the humiliations inflicted on us by others, the ones we were not expecting or the ones that seem unfair or downright unjust. Do we bear these well for our Lord's sake? If we are searching for the firm rock of our Lord's own humility in order to build on it, we are bound to find countless opportunities every day. We can try talking about ourselves only when it is really necessary, and not so much even then. We can be grateful for the little good turns people do for us. Keeping in mind that we deserve nothing, we can thank God for the countless benefits we receive. We can decide to make the world a more pleasant place for those who come in contact with us throughout the day. And what about those useless thoughts that revolve around ourselves? They can be cut off at the start. We should not miss any chance of lending a hand at home with the family or at work or anywhere else we may be. Instead of trying to be too independent, we can allow ourselves to be helped. Or we can ask for advice. If we are very sincere with ourselves, we shall ask our Lord to stop us finding excuses to explain away our sins and failings, those things that humiliate us and for which we sometimes have to ask other people's forgiveness. All this is done with God's help and with the help of spiritual direction, which is only another way of coming into contact with Him. Fixing our gaze on Christ, we can have enough humility to admit our mistakes and set about putting them right. There are also those blunders we make because of lack of information or because things change or simply because we fail to appreciate the seriousness of the problem. We learn all about this virtue by studying the life of Our Lady. God has done great things for her because He has looked graciously upon the lowliness of His handmaid. I am more convinced every day that authentic humility is the supernatural basis for all virtues. Talk to Our Lady so that she may train us to walk along that path. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers and it's available at your local Catholic bookstore. Fifteen minutes before the hour and we pray with the whole church as we're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, Come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. A humble, contrite heart, O God, you will not spurn. A humble, contrite heart, O God, you will not spurn. Have mercy on me, God, in your kindness. In your compassion, blot out my offense. O oh, wash me more and more from my guilt, and cleanse me from my sin. My offenses, truly, I know them. 
my sin is always before me. Against you, you alone have I sinned. What is evil in your sight, I have done. That you may be justified when you give sentence, and be without reproach when you judge. O see, in guilt I was born, a sinner was I conceived. Indeed, you love truth in the heart, then in the secret of my heart teach me wisdom. O purify me, then I shall be clean. O wash me, I shall be whiter than snow. Make me hear rejoicing and gladness, that the bones you have crushed may revive. From my sins turn away your face, and blot out all my guilt. A pure heart create for me, O God. Put a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, nor deprive me of your Holy Spirit. Give me again the joy of your help. With a spirit of fervor sustain me, that I may teach transgressors your ways, and sinners may return to you. O rescue me, God, my helper, and my tongue shall ring out your goodness. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall declare your praise. For in sacrifice you take no delight, Burnt offering from me you would refuse. My sacrifice, a contrite spirit, a humbled, contrite heart, you will not spurn. In your goodness show favor to Zion, rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will be pleased with lawful sacrifice, holocaust offered on your altar. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it it was was in the beginning, beginning, is is now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. Father, he who knew no sin was made sin for us, to save us and restore us to your friendship. Look upon our contrite heart and afflicted spirit, and heal our troubled conscience, so that in joy and strength of the Holy Spirit we may proclaim your praise and glory before all the nations. A A humble, contrite heart, O God, you you will not spurn. Even in your anger, Lord, you will remember compassion. Even in your anger, Lord, you will remember compassion. O Lord, I have heard your renown and feared, O Lord, your work. In the course of the years, revive it. In the course of the years, make it known. In your wrath, remember compassion. God comes from Taman, the Holy One from Mount Paran. Covered are the heavens with his glory, and with his praise the earth is filled. His splendor spreads like the light. Rays shine forth from beside him, where his power is concealed. You come forth to save your people, to save your anointed one. 
You tread the sea with your steeds amid the churning of the deep waters. I hear, and my body trembles. At the sound, my lips quiver. Decay invades my bones. My legs tremble beneath me. I await the day of distress that will come upon the people who attack us. For though the fig tree blossom not, nor fruit be on the vines, though the yield of the olive fail and the terraces produce no nourishment, though the flocks disappear from the fold and there be no herd in the stalls, yet will I rejoice in the Lord and exalt in my saving God. God, my Lord, is my strength. He makes my feet swift as those of hinds and enables me to go upon the heights. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Even in your anger, Lord, you will remember compassion. O praise the Lord, Jerusalem. Oh, praise the Lord, Jerusalem. Oh, praise the Lord, Jerusalem. Zion, praise your God. He has strengthened the bars of your gates. He has blessed the children within you. He established peace on your borders. He feeds you with the finest wheat. He sends out his word to the earth and swiftly runs his command. He showers down snow. White as wool, he scatters hoarfrost like ashes. He hurls down hailstones like crumbs. The waters are frozen at his touch. He sends forth his word and it melts them. At the breath of his mouth the waters flow. He makes his word known to Jacob, to Israel his laws and decrees. He has not dealt thus with other nations, He has not taught them his decrees. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. Lord, you established peace within the borders of Jerusalem. Give the fullness of peace now to your faithful people. May peace rule us in this life, and possess us in eternal life. You are about to fill us with the best of wheat. Grant that what we see dimly now as in a mirror, we may come to perceive clearly in the brightness of your truth. Oh, praise praise the the Lord, Lord, Jerusalem. Jerusalem. A reading from the letter to the Ephesians. Now in Christ Jesus you who once were far off, have been brought near through the blood of Christ. It is he who is our peace, and who made the two of us one, by breaking down the barrier of hostility that kept us apart. In his own flesh he abolished the law with its commands and precepts, to create in himself one new man from us who had been two and to make peace, reconciling both of us to God in one body through his cross, which put that enmity 
to death. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to to God. God. The Lord the Most High has done good things for me. In need I shall cry out to him. The Lord the Most High has done good things for me. In need I shall cry out to him. May he send his strength to rescue me. In need I shall cry out to him. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. The Lord the Most High has done good things for me. In need I shall cry out to him. Through the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. Through the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Let us pray. Let us adore Christ who offered himself to the Father through the Holy Spirit to cleanse us from the works of death. Let us adore him and call upon him with sincere hearts. In your will is our peace, Lord. In In your your will will is is our our peace, peace, Lord. From your generosity we have received the beginning of this day. Grant us also the beginning of new life. In your will is our peace, Lord. You created all things, and now you provide for their growth. May we always perceive your handiwork in creation. In your will is our peace, Lord. With your own blood, you ratified the new and eternal covenant. May we remain faithful to that covenant by following your precepts. In your will is our peace, Lord. On the cross, blood and water flowed from your side. May this saving stream wash away our sins and gladden the city of God. In your will is our peace, Lord. Let us make our prayers and praise complete by offering the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, 
hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. All-powerful Father, as now we bring you our songs of praise, so may we sing your goodness in the company of your saints forever. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Hey, make it a holy weekend. Morning air is next. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central or on the app. Go out, make it a great day, and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. 10 Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio. Relevant Radio.